Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking. Today we're talking baseball, Warhawks, and Cajuns. This weekend up in Monroe with the voice of the Warhawks, Mike Hammett. How are you tonight, uh, this afternoon? Gosh, I'm already rushing. <laughs> Doing well, just uh, we're getting here toward the end of the season. So, uh, you know what? Just grinding through, grinding through. That's what we do this time of year. It's uh, it's it's been a little bit of a rough season. Uh, mm-hmm. I really thought the team was going to be better at the beginning of the season, or it started out okay. But last couple of weeks have been rough. Yeah, it, you're right. This team. I mean, I thought it was going to be better this year too. Now, of course, you know my job. I think I I'm supposed to think it's going to be better every year and and have that optimism. But uh, you know, I went through this fall I had the thought we had we had time to think last weekend coming back from Georgia Southern because uh, we were on sleeper buses so we had a good 12 hours to sit on the bus and think coming home from Statesboro and you know I, I remember getting the bios I'm I'm dual role here at ULM I do you know the radio play-by-play but I'm also in sports information and doing that sort of thing and so I'm writing up the bios on the newcomers and, and I'm going like, man, we, we brought in some dudes. We brought in some guys that are going to really help contribute and and take the next step this season. And it just, for whatever reason, and I've been there for most of the games and I can't even figure out what it is that, you know, why, why they haven't taken the next step this year. I mean, it started early. I thought a, a pretty good non-conference and it, it's turned out that way. I mean, uh, you know, so take two or three from Bradley. You probably wish you would have got all three of those. But uh, SIUE, they've got a winning record in the Ohio Valley and competing there. Incarnate Word's got a winning record and competing in the Southland. Nichols is doing some great things in the Southland. So, I mean, it's not a bad non-conference schedule when you look at it. And they really struggled. Got swept at UIW, lost two or three to SIUE, lost two or three to Nichols. And that should have been the red flag right there. And I think it was a little bit that – you know, those are good teams, but you also have to find ways to win those series because the schedule is only going to get harder when you get in Sunbelt Conference play, especially if the changes that were made this year to have Little Rock and UTA that had quality seasons in their own right at times in the past. But you upgraded those by bringing in Southern Miss and Old Dominion. And then James Madison has been a pretty good surprise this year with how well they have competed. I thought they'd be, you know, in the mix there to, to be at the bottom and make the tournament potentially. And as we talk right now, I think they're the odd team left out or they're right there. I, there's a, just a whole mess there at the bottom, you know, to get into the field. And so, uh, and Marshall, I think once they get a new facility, they're going to be a lot better program too. So uh, it just hasn't worked out. You know, there's been games here and there though for this team that, yeah, 25 runs at A-State, that that looks bad. 35 runs given up to Georgia Southern looks horrible and embarrassing. But you go back through it. I mean, there's the Friday night 10-inning loss to Old Dominion. You flip that the other way, there's one. You lose all three games at Troy. I'm saying you just take one of those three. I'm not saying two or, or sweep it. You get one of those three at Troy. There's two wins for this team. Uh, a 4-3 loss to Marshall on Sunday that ULM led through six and a half innings, or uh, rather through seven or into the seventh inning in that one. If you flip that one, there's three. You go to App State, you lost a game to weather in a plus position to sweep that series on the mountain. I'm not even going to count that one, but you, the Warhawks were in a great position to possibly sweep App State and Boone. And then, uh, you know, to Arkansas State, a 10-7 loss that they led into the bottom of the seventh inning there. There's four. And then Georgia Southern, a walk-off loss on Friday night. There's five. 
Uh, five games at five and 15 right now, you take them back the other way. It's a 10 and 10 team and you're right there in the mix to make the conference tournament. And so, uh, you know, they're not mathematically out of it yet, but it's a, a big hill to climb considering the Cajuns are coming in this weekend. You've got Southern Miss after that and Texas State after that, uh, you know, with nine games to play and five and a half out. So it's, uh, you know, it's not impossible, but it's highly improbable. But uh, this team, they just got to keep grinding and fighting because there's only two seniors. It's a young team. They've got a chance to build for something. And uh, I think right now, yeah, you're still maybe fighting a little bit for Montgomery, but I think the bigger picture is you're fighting for 2024 right now and to try to take the next step there and get something positive going into the offseason. Yeah, you know, I noticed kind of the same things on on several of the games that you talked about, uh, especially the Georgia Southern loss Friday night. Uh, they say football is a game of inches, but baseball really uh, is one of those things that, you know, an outstanding pitching performance can really shut down a team at times. But then it's it's so it's not an outstanding pitching performance can be the first mm-hmm. six or seven innings of a game, mm-hmm. but you've got to bring in somebody else to finish the game. Yep. And if they don't, you've wasted that pitching performance. Yeah, the, the Friday game at Georgia Southern was, uh, you know, I thought for 26 outs, ULM had that game. Took a 3 nothing lead with one out in the top of the first inning on a three-run homer by Riley Davis. Never trailed, never had it tied up. They had the lead all the way to two outs in the ninth inning and then had the 27th out right there. And an error at shortstop gives them one more out, brings Noah Ledford to the plate, which – I mean, you, you've watched this league long enough, Craig, you know, I mean, you know, that name, uh, you know, that name, and that's not a good man to have to the plate with the potential winning run. And, and, you know, he just, uh, he just, as soon as the bat hit the ball, you knew it was gone. I mean, it was, that's what he's done for five seasons there in Statesboro. He's been fantastic. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for Nicholas Judice, he pitched well enough. He should have gotten the save, the three inning save. He had everything there. Had it done. Cam Barlow threw six innings, gave up a late three-run home run to, to J.P. Tige in his outing that got Georgia Southern back into it a little bit. But those guys pitched well enough to win. It's just you make too many mistakes. You let one more guy get to the plate. Uh, you know, nobody on in two outs, a walk uh, to Jesse Sherrill, and then uh, an error allows the next guy to reach, and then it's Noah Ledford. And I just had the sinking feeling at the time. I was like, it's Ledford. The guy has done this so many times. It's like I thought, you know, you know, the strategy of me being in the booth, that's why they don't pay me to be in the dugout. Yeah. I'm going, man, do you walk Ledford and put the tying run on third and the winning run on second and take your chances with the next guy just because Ledford's been there, done that? And they they elected to pitch to Ledford in a 2-0 count. I mean, he's waiting for that fastball, got it, and just absolutely clobbered that thing 425 feet or whatever it was. So uh, disappointing way and. And really, I th- I feel like that probably carried over to Saturday and Sunday in Statesboro and, and led to an ugly sweep. And uh, now a team with, you know, six of their last seven that they've lost after beating Alcorn last night. So, uh, you know, still trying to figure out how to get back on their feet and get going down the stretch. Yeah, I I, I think you're right with Saturday. Uh, you know, once they're, they're especially on the road. You know, you, you have to sit there and think about things as as a player. Mm-hmm. You're away from your family. You're away from you know your 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 surroundings. But I don't think I think if I would have ta- asked Danny Reed or you before <laughs> the game on Saturday, 
uh, Danny Reed, voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles. Uh, I, I, I don't think anybody sees 35 runs coming on Saturday. No. I mean, did no, that, did, was that, do you, do you think that was the hangover or was something there that it just kind of spun out of control? Cause it seems like they were nibbling yeah. away until the fourth. It was really, I think, a combination of things, uh, you know, to lose that fashion Friday night. But then Hollis Huff, who's been pretty solid in a starting role for ULM this year, a guy that came here and they thought was going to be a lefty specialist guy and kind of got a, his first start by accident. Henry Shuffler broke his nose before the Tuesday Mississippi State game, and so he got an emergency start and responded and, and just took the midweek role, eventually moved into the weekends, and then got hammered at Georgia Southern and uh, you know, unfortunately, then already down, you had used one of your big arms out of the bullpen on Friday night. Coach Fed goes to Stevie Owings out of the pen, and, and Stevie has been in those spots before that it was one of those, if Stevie pitches well, you go a different route behind him. He struggled, gave up more runs, and so then it turned into behind him guys that typically don't pitch on the weekend. And so uh, it was just a matter of trying to save arms and salvage Sunday's game at that point and uh, you know, Henry Shuffler comes in. Henry's a great kid, uh, you know, he's a Lafayette kid, you know, and so he comes in and, and gives up the uh, eight runs fourth, and that's where it really started to get out of hand and, and roll from there. But uh, I do want to give credit, too, in this forum, though, that eight-run fourth inning, they hit four home runs. Uh, you know, Danny Reed, I know you talked to Danny quite a bit, and, yep. uh, and his girlfriend, Daryl Lynn, that uh, – I hear my door in my booth open during that fourth inning about uh, 15, 16 to nothing, somewhere in there. And uh, she comes, uh, somebody comes in. I didn't know who it was. And there all of a sudden is a, a beer sitting next to me that uh, Danny had sent Daryl Lynn over with a beer in the middle of that inning. <laughs> and so I, I didn't consume on the air, but uh, I, I appreciated the gesture <laughs> of what it was. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was fantastic. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, that's what I love about the broadcasters in this league. You're, you're around most of us. I mean, you you know, we we all we all love and appreciate each other. It's such a great brotherhood amongst the play by play guys in this league. And uh, Danny is ever the jokester. And uh, I sent him a text right away. I said that was phenomenal. I had to do everything I could to not laugh on the air just because it'd be inappropriate to laugh on the air with your team down 16, nothing or whatever it was at that point. But uh at least made Saturday a little more enjoyable for me on that one. This weekend, have you had a chance to look at the uh, weather at all? I mean, I know it looks, it's a yeah. little dicey. I, how do y'all usually deal with that? I know like um, if you go to South Alabama, he likes to, mm -hmm. he'll switch it up on Thursday, you know, saying, Hey, you know, no game Friday. We're playing Saturday and Sunday or, or doubleheader on mm -hmm. Friday, you know, how how does your coach approach that? And have you been able to look at the weather to see if what's going on? It, yeah. I, I don't know what forty five percent chance of rain can be a deluge or it can be nothing. Right, and that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. I just pulled it up here. Uh, you know, forty percent Friday, thirty percent Saturday, thirty percent Sunday. Uh, here at ULM, of course, uh, since the last time the Cajuns visited, we have all turf now, of course. So we, we've got that all done. So Very nice. If it, if it rains, we'll, we'll just sit and wait for the lightning to pass and let it st you know, get, stop raining to the point we can at least go play. And so uh, that, that's a big help. You know, at Lou Santa Field, no longer Warhawk Field, now, now the Lou. And so uh, they, uh, we have also uh, 
Don Wheeler, who's been a longtime meteorologist in this area, top meteorology at ULM at one point. Uh, he actually runs the scoreboard and uh, is our stat guy at a lot of other events here at ULM. But where he's got his meteorologist, uh, meteorology background and all that, he is heavily consulted in the process about, you know, do we play, do we stop? And so, you know, I've been other places in this league. There's one in particular this season I won't name right now. I don't want to, you know, stir up controversy there that we went to. But, uh, you know, we handle it better than than a lot, I think. I think we're one of the best places in handling it and being able to watch it and have a very good idea of this is our window to play. So we usually wait till about, you know, as long as we can before we make a call on some things anyway. So I think we're going to be fine. As it sounds like I would imagine if they were looking at making a change for Friday night, we probably would have heard by now. Okay. So I think we're going to be fine tomorrow, but then Saturday and Sunday, uh, you know, of course that's not a big trip, you know, from, from, you know, here to there and all that. So uh, they'll just kind of play it by ear and we'll slide things if we have to. And, and they'll probably wait till Friday night to make that decision Saturday and Saturday night to make the decision on Sunday. So um, okay. it's, that's the beautiful thing, though. The the all turf facilities, we gotta love them. And uh, you know, this this part of the country where it likes to rain a lot this time of year, it, it makes it a lot easier to get games in. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk, uh, if you don't mind, uh, about especially one of your players, a former Cajun, uh, Chipper Menard, had been starting on the mm-hmm. weekends on Saturday and had had some uh, bigger numbers put up. But at the same time, early on, he was going five six innings. Mm-hmm. But now he doesn't seem to be pitching as much. Is that something? Has he been injured, or is that just something that you, you think he hasn't performed? I think uh, you know, hearing from Coach Fed, I think there is a little something going on from from that standpoint. I, I don't think it's too significant. Obviously, not significant enough to shut him down or stop him from pitching. But um, he's just he's just struggled a little bit the last couple of weeks. He started off very well. Uh, he came here to ULM and uh, and moved into the starting rotation right away. And the idea was that, you know, he's he's probably when he's when he's on and healthy and everything, he's our best starting pitcher. And instead of throwing him Friday, they were throwing him Sunday because uh, I'm sure as you got to know with Chipper there in Lafayette that he's a very analytical kid. He likes to sit back and and watch the game and observe some things. And so the thought process was at the beginning of the year they were going to let him go Sunday. He sits in the dugout Friday and Saturday and just breaks down the opposing lineup for two days. You bring him in Sunday, and he called it his own game on the mound on Sundays based off what he had been watching. And, you know, he throws five or six different pitches, and he's got all the different arm slots and everything. And he really, uh, you know, tied some people up early in the season, uh, did that against Bradley, threw six shutout innings with 11 strikeouts against Nichols. And, you know, through seven innings against Marshall and what was a tough luck loss day there. And, uh, you know, and he's he had some great moments early. It seemed to, you know, last few weeks, especially around the South Alabama game or so, where he got hit around pretty good. Uh, Arkansas State, he had two, uh, you know, outings where they're trying to make some adjustments, tweak some things, get a guy in as an opener there in Trey Lindsay in his Saturday game instead of starting Schiffer. Let, the idea was let Trey Lindsay throw an inning and or two and then bring in chipper to throw his five or six behind him and get the game into the seventh or eighth. And then you got a couple guys in the bullpen to go to from there, but it didn't work out. Uh, Trey Lindsay got hit pretty good. Chipper got hit really good behind him. And uh, you know, that thing unraveled in a hurry too up in Jonesboro. And 
He only threw 35 pitches, so they thought, let's bring him back Sunday. He can, you know, give us a little more Sunday. He threw five pitches. They could tell right away he was off and, and pulled him right away. So, um, you know, I don't know if we'll see him this weekend or not. I've got the rotation from Coach Fed. He's not listed as a starter for this weekend. So uh, I know he would love a chance to pitch against the Cajuns and, and pitch against his former coach and, and his old teammates and all that. And, and, you know, and I'm sure there's some guys he's excited to see. I'm sure there's some guys he's excited to pitch against. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see if he gets in this weekend. Uh, he's, he's the, uh, had some moments, you know, this year got ejected against Troy uh, back on March 25th. Oh, really? Gave up a home, gave up a home run. Uh, there had been a bat flip the night before toward the ULM dugout. There was a bat flip on that home run. I think he uh, took exception to it, threw behind the next pitcher or next hitter. Uh, the umpires gathered after, uh, you know, Troy, of course, was very upset about that. Umpires gathered. They, they decided to toss Chipper from the game at that point. So, uh you know, he, he had that issue back in, in late March. He was suspended for that week uh, because you get you get ejected, you get suspended for four games. Well, that was game one of a double header, so he missed game two. And then we had uh, midweek, Friday, Saturday. So he pitched Sunday against Marshall and threw very well. Just instead of sitting in a dugout and breaking down guys, he was watching on ESPN Plus and breaking down guys. So uh, it, it worked out, but uh, – you know he's he's been fun to have around this team. He's been uh, he's an interesting kid. He's uh, I, I like his analytical approach to the game, and uh, hoping he can get back on the right track. and And love to see him, you know, get an opportunity this weekend. Just just from the storyline perspective of being able to pitch against his old team. Yeah, I, I know our coaches here uh, had a lot of confidence in Chipper, and I don't know ultimately what led to him leaving. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that, I, I was just curious if he had been hurt and, uh, I mean, but, but then again, like you yeah. said, you look at Arkansas state, a third of an inning over two games and eight earned runs, uh, mm -hmm. it's not going to get you a whole lot of uh, joy from your coach. So no. And, and even last Sunday got the start it was a TBA start Sunday. They decided to go with chipper after they didn't use him and. Uh, only goes two and two thirds and, and gives up seven runs and four of them earned, but uh, again, struggled a little bit at times. And, and it started with a drop pop up that it, he dropped it in foul territory coming uh, there on the right side of the apron at home plate that the catcher lost it in the sky, couldn't find it, hit off his glove and dropped in. And then Jesse Sherrill later in the bat, bat ends up with a single Georgia Southern scores with two outs in the inning. I mean, it just, uh, and then it kind of unraveled from there. So, I think he's searching for a little confidence right now. I think he's, uh, uh, you know, doing some things like that. But, uh, yeah, he's he's such a big piece. The Warhawks need him to to get right and get going again. On the uh, offensive side, though, it looks like you got a couple guys that have uh, started all 45 games in uh, Weatherby and DuPont. Uh, the two top batting averages on the team or two of the top batting averages on the team. Uh, what position are those guys? I, I should have looked this up, so I apologize. Uh, but... Yeah, Weatherby has been the everyday center fielder, and then DuPont has mostly played second base. He's played a little more third lately just because uh, Travis Washburn has been so strong over the last 10 games or so, and uh, Jarrett McDonald as well. They're both guys that aren't listed amongst the regulars because 
Uh, they're the only two seniors on this team, but here down the stretch, they have really heated up and been a big piece of this for the Warhawks the last, you know, eight, nine games or so. And so that's Coach Fed's way of trying to get uh, those two guys in the game and also keep Cade DuPont in there. So DuPont shifts to third. Washburn, who was an all-conference second baseman in 2021, uh, kind of struggled a little bit last year, struggled early this year. He's been coming back on again, so he's been back in at second base. And he can play outfield as well. He's done that a lot this season. And then Jarrett McDonald transferred from uh, Dallas Baptist, but a local product, a Sterlington High kid, uh, has really exploded down the stretch here, hitting somewhere around 567, I think, over the last 10 games. So he's uh, he's really put it together, and he's been playing right field and designated hitter. So coaches kind of moved some things around. So DuPont's bounced back and forth between second and third, and uh, Weatherby has been the guy in center pretty much all season. You know, I, I, I'm being a, a baseball guy, I love numbers, but then at the same time, it's one of those things that you can't, especially in a series like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think if if the Cajuns don't wake up, I guess I hate to say wake up because that's not really not what I'm thinking of. Because I really thought they played some of their best ball uh, against Coastal this past weekend, except for one inning where they gave up seven runs, I believe it was. But at the same time, you know. Is is ULM have they been? Is there somebody out there? I guess that that that's been playing well. I know you mentioned a couple guys, but other than that, that you think uh, th- this could be a game where where you go out and and you guys wake up for one series. It's going to be the Cajuns, I guess. I hate to say it that way, but you know. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is, you know, Riley Davis has played well over the last month or so. All six of his home runs have been since April 1st, and he leads the team with six home runs. This has not been a big power-hitting team, which I think has been part of the downfall offensively because Coach Fed was was very upfront about this before the season. He said, you know, we added some physicality to the lineup. We want to hit more home runs and more doubles and do that this year, and it hasn't happened. And so – uh, you know, but Riley Davis has been doing well as of late, uh, leads the team with only 27 RBIs. Again, not a lot of run production at times. It's been a little better lately, but uh, Davis is there. And then another guy that started his career in Lafayette and only spent a, se- a semester down there, but Carson Jones has really come on as of late for ULM. That He's uh, uh, hitting, I think, over 300 in the last 10 games. He's been a nine-hole hitter typically, but after – Bouncing around early in the season, they finally did settle on Carson as a starting shortstop for the second year in a row, and he's been pretty solid defensively, except for a key mistake last week in the in the walk off against Georgia Southern, and then a couple other times. But uh, you know, he's been solid for ULM. He would be a guy. Again, he's going against uh, some guys he got to know a little bit in a short time down there, and. Uh, you know, and Jake Haggard, the freshman, has been playing very well as of late. Uh, four multi-hit games in his last five. So, uh, and of course, you can't leave out uh, the other Lafayette kid, Cardell Thibodeau. Uh, you know, an Acadiana high product is here at ULM. And so he's been playing a lot as a true freshman in left field. So those are kind of the guys that have really, you know, the offense has started to wake up a little bit over the last month. It's been the pitching that I thought, you know, over the first several weeks of the season, I thought the pitching was good enough to win some games that got away, just didn't have the offense. 
lately it's been there's been offense, but the pitching has struggled a little bit and the defense too that has let that part of it down. Yeah, if you look at some of the numbers there with uh, in regards to ERA and uh, fielding both, mm-hmm. uh, and you can also, I don't know, maybe as the – sometimes you really need those uh, because uh, the, the Georgia Southern game, I guess, is a prime example. They can t- – they, they didn't get down on themselves, I guess. They, can, they yeah. continue to score late in the game, and that could be for various reasons. I understand that, but – I guess my point being is if you're not hitting in the beginning of the game to give your pitchers a little bit of a cushion to feel comfortable, that could be the detriment of your pitching staff as well. Yeah, that's. I think that's going to be the key to Saturday's game, honestly. Right now, uh, looks like ULM is going to go. Uh, Cam Barlow has been the Friday guy every week this year, and he's now down for the Saturday start this week. So, um shifting things around there and, and moving him off of that. And I, I think I haven't had a chance to talk to coach bed since getting the rotation, but I imagine that's because ULM has struggled so badly the last two Saturdays that you're just trying to put somebody there that has been pretty solid for you this year. But cam is a guy that uh, if he gets run support, he's awfully good. And he had run support last week against Georgia Southern and he was good through his six innings. Uh, he's uh, through seven and two thirds at app a couple of weeks ago. Uh, where he got a lot of run support in that game. he's He settles in and gets in his rhythm. He's real good at that, but uh, you're right. The rest of these guys, at times, you know, when they've been in, put in when they're behind or whatnot, they're just not as sharp. There's a lot of guys I really like. If ULM's got even a one or two run lead, I really like some of those bullpen guys, but then there's guys that if they get put in and they're behind a run or two or, you know, they're, they're trying to do a little too much, I think that's what it is. It's, you know, just – you're trying to make that big play and do that and keep it a one or two run game instead of just, just play what's in front of you. And, you know, yeah, you might give up a base runner here or let a guy advance a base there, but if you just play what's in front of you, you're going to be okay. It's just, you know, let it come to you. And I, I really, you know, I think this team, like I've said before, two seniors, I think they're still learning how to win, how to do those sorts of things in college baseball. And, you know, it's been a little tougher than coach fed had hoped for this year for sure. But, uh, still a team that a lot of these guys can come back and I think they're still they're still building and that's why these last three weeks that while it's very unlikely they get to Montgomery in the tournament these last three weeks very valuable to just keep building on that absolutely I think uh it, it it's a it's a tough road to 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 travel mm-hmm. what what the Warhawks have in front of them and quite honestly uh you know the Cajuns are I won't say a similar boat but but it in some ways uh, have a little bit of their back to the wall as well, uh, trying to get into that sixth spot mm-hmm. uh, so that you're uh, top six or you're at least not playing the first day. Uh, but who knows? Uh, any last words of wisdoms or anything? Uh, I know you guys have cold <laughs> beer up there. Been up there enough. Yes, we do. <laughs> so run out a couple times, but at the same time, uh, always sent somebody to the store to pick up uh, more beer. So I'm not going to complain about, right. about that. Uh, uh, and, and- I can't speak to, I haven't heard anything in meetings. I haven't been in meetings this week, thankfully, but uh, you know, when, when we've had the Cajuns up here for football in the fall, 
that was a point of emphasis in the meeting is like tell tell our concessions people you have got to have more beer with the Cajuns <laughs> coming to town. So I know that's that's been a point in the past. And so I, I think we're prepared. I know they were stocking the second concession stand, which normally we only run yeah. one. They were stocking the second one today. So they know it's going to be a bigger crowd this weekend. Just, uh, you know, to have somebody who's only three hours down the road, that makes a huge difference as opposed to, you know, playing ODU or whoever, you know, they, they don't travel outside of a few parents. So we expect a lot of Cajun fans, as always, uh, no matter the sport. And it's uh, it'll be a fun one for sure at the Lou. Hey, one more question, though. And uh, let me see if I just forgot it already. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, I know what I want to ask you. Cajuns are in exams this week. Are, are, mm-hmm. are, are ULM as well? Yeah, they, uh, they just started, I believe, because we break it up, of course, over the weekend. So I believe the exams are underway at this point graduations next saturday so yeah it's uh it's finals time and so okay. that uh you know you look and see a kid struggling and you're thinking well man why is he struggling well he's he's probably struggling with uh, something in the classroom right now and that's on his mind or you know in the case of seniors typically you get guys that you know maybe they're not going pro and they know this is the end of the line and but they're also thinking about what am i going to do for a job here in a couple of weeks too and, and get out and get that career going so uh, it's the the game beyond the game as we get to this time of year in college baseball. So, uh, you know, hope everybody gets those uh, the classroom work taken care of. And let's, uh, you know, take a break and relax and enjoy some baseball this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm not in exams, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relax <laughs> and, and enjoy some baseball this weekend anyway. So that's right. That's right. All right, Mike, I appreciate your time. As always, I will stop in the booth and say hello. While we're up there, and uh, I'll have the little FM transmitter going so oh, that boy. I can, no offense to you, but listen to no. Jay and Coach Bab. So yeah, you you want to hear Jay? You got you want to hear the Cajun side, and I don't blame you. That's fine. And so uh, any folks on ESPN, they get to hear me as well. We do the simulcast like Troy does. So okay. I try to I, I try to play it a little more down the middle when you know we're on on plus two. So we'll see how it goes this weekend. You know, I, I was talking with Brant from Texas state a couple of years ago and asking them the difference. And I know for them, they had commercials that played on radio that did mm-hmm. not play on the TV side of that. The plus side, is that the same way for you or? Yeah, we, what we do is um, you know, the radio still goes off as scheduled and, and it's just TV taking my feed is. And so I've got the little box in my booth that has the cough button on it. So anytime I have to do a live read for the radio, I hold down the cough button and do my read. So it doesn't go to the TV, but it still goes to the radio. So, okay. uh, you know, we, we do that, that sort of thing. And so if you hear, if you're on ESPN plus and you're hearing me, if it goes silent for a little while you can, and you're just hearing the crowd noise, that's because I'm doing a live read or something that can't go on ESPN plus. So it, it you know, it can be a little wonky sometimes but it works out i mean it and we don't honestly we don't have the space in the press box to have yet another broadcaster so that 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 kind of helps from that regard and that you know just do it all all from me and like i said i just try to keep it down the middle and you know as much as i can i don't get as excited for warhawk home runs and things like that and and strikeouts that i don't get overly excited for the other team but uh, you know it's i I try to kind of mute it a little bit more than i normally would so jay won't mute it jay won't mute it i i know jay jay yes. jay will, <laughs> he'll have a good time on on the air with that so 
<laughs> well, Mike, uh, look, uh, thank you again. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. And uh, uh, I, I don't think I will bring you up a beer uh, to the booth this weekend. So <laughs> that's all right. That's all good. It's all good. It's only I, I may have a, one waiting for you. Summer. May have one waiting for you when we're done, though. Uh, there we go. So, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds right, good. Mike. Appreciate it. Have a safe trip up. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. You've been listening to We're Talking. We've been talking baseball. Warhawks and Cajuns with Mike Hammett, voice of the ULM Warhawks. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except... Ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.